All right, welcome back to another episode of Built By. Um, this is a very special episode. Um, we are featuring um, one of our favorite people, Stacy, um, who is the director of sales out at Pella um, Mountain West, Pella Windows and Doors. Thank you so much for hopping on with us, Stacy. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to dive right in. Um, I would love just to hear a little bit about your background, um, how you came to be the uh, sales director at Pella uh, Mountain West, and um, a little bit about, you know, just how you got into that spot. Okay, absolutely. Well, I have about 17 years of in-home sales experience prior to joining Pella. Um, in that 17 years, approximately 15 of those years in a direct selling industry as a senior sales director for Mary Kay Cosmetics. Um, I earned about seven cars and built a team of 180 strong nationwide, and I enjoyed that. It enabled me an opportunity to rear my boys from home and to kind of work in the home. So I um, did that and transitioned into selling solar to residential and com commercial property owners in Arizona and San Antonio. Love that job. Again, it was an in-home sales experience and did very well. Sold about 600 systems over the course of five years. Um, but then uh, if you've been tracking the solar industry, especially in the state of Arizona, where you would think that solar would be prolific because <laughs> it's the mecca of sunshine, right. um, it's just legislation caused for a lot of change, uh, change in the way that solar credits would be uh, taken in by homeowners. And I started to look elsewhere. So um, I was recruited into Pella through LinkedIn and took a look at uh, windows and doors thinking, oh my gosh, it's windows and doors. Oh my, mm -hmm. was I in <laughs> for like the steepest learning curve of my entire career. Um, love it, love it to death. But you know, lots of learning. We have eight different lines of windows and doors, entry doors, all with a thousand different options and not all options transfer, right? But I am a process-driven sales professional. So I learned the process through going through Pella University and being sent out to Pella sales training and learning from the best at Mountain West. And I quickly went into the field and became very successful in doing that. That's awesome. Is is the uh, the tagline uh, "Learn from the best at Mountain West"? Because if not, it should be. That's that's a it fantastic is learn tagline. from the best at Mountain West. Absolutely, <laughs> very Love cool. this company. <laughs> that's so awesome. I, I live in Tucson, Arizona, and there's one mm -hmm. other sales rep in Tucson, um, and he and I. Uh, just hit the road running and I had a bunch of sales under my belt within the first nine months I was recruited into uh, a leadership position uh, it was a team lead and so I started managing a team of five sales reps in Phoenix and Tucson and then moved into a sales manager position I've been a sales manager for Pella since July of 2018 so coming up on two years and I've had the privilege of managing not only Phoenix and Tucson, but also Salt Lake City. So kind of a lot, about 15 sales reps. We're now adding more sales managers, which I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. It's kind of nice to partner and 
just love this job. That's amazing. So I'm really interested to hear like how, when you started managing sales reps in different branches, um, obviously there's a, there's a lot that goes into, you know, making sure that um, they're, you know, selling well, they're like sticking to the scripts um, and that they're performing well. So how, how did you start balancing that um, when that opportunity came up? Well, one of the reasons why I feel that they wanted me in this sales management position is because I am a process-driven sales professional. And mm-hmm. why would we recreate the wheel, right? The seven-step selling process works. And if you try to change or go outside of those steps, you find very quickly that sales don't take place. And track number grows. So um, between the three markets and their different markets. I mean, Salt Lake City is very different from Phoenix and Tucson. So really just honing in on how I could best serve uh, my team in helping them, um, making sure that they are following the seven-step process. And that was the first change. And not to say that they weren't doing so already because they they were. Uh, again, we've had some very experienced and, and really great sales reps to learn from. And um, just taking them from a position of, of having more accountability, you know, mm-hmm. riding with sales reps more, you know, being in the field 60% of the time, you know, until COVID-19 happened, you know, and before they added another sales manager to Phoenix, I was on the road 13 days a month. So being stuck in this home is not easy. (laughs) Sure. That's actually a really good segue into my next question. Obviously with COVID-19, a lot of the sales process across the home improvement industry has flipped on its head. Um, You know, virtual Mm -hmm. appointments, um, like no little to no touch physical in-person appointments. Um, I'm really curious to hear. So when this whole thing started happening, um, how did your leadership change and um, how did you kind of carry on the momentum? Well, we had to carry on the momentum because we have big goals. And, Hmm. you know, the first, we're most concerned for everybody's health, obviously. And, you know, at the same time, right on or about March 15, 16 is when this COVID thing started to, you know, take over and things were shutting down. Sporting events were shutting down. Um, homeowners that had uh, scheduled appointments started canceling because they started to get a little bit scared. And we knew that we were going to have to act fast and do something quickly. So we made a company-wide decision that beginning the at the beginning of April that we would move to a true virtual appointment setting. So that took some work. So not only did we take all of the materials from corporate, which were many and very well put together and easy to kind of assemble into our own um, into our own format. We decided that we wanted to tackle this in a two-step approach. So moving to a virtual appointment on your originally scheduled date, we looked at the the confirmation call as our call for you know the first couple steps of the seven step process, and that is the welcome, obviously, when we call to confirm but also discovery and finding out what is their vision of their project. Um, You know, you don't really think about it until you switch to this virtual setting. All the things you take for granted when you pull up to a home 
and you're looking at the exterior of the home and you're like, okay, that's a stucco home. I'm going to have to account for stucco. And oh, well, yeah, they have plantation shutters. So now I'm limited to Pella 250 or Impervia. So all those things are even height accommodations, right? When mm -hmm. you're talking to a homeowner virtually, you have to ask those questions that you normally just take in because you're in their space. Whereas now we're communicating uh, through a computer. So right. uh, we set up a training course. We were on the phone together as a team, all 15 team members, Kathy Anderson, my uh, sales manager partner and I in uh, kind of laying out the format of how we go through the seven step selling process, breaking down part of it on this confirmation call, getting all the information and asking that homeowner if they're, you know, for their ability to be able to provide measurements, right? So we're mm -hmm. enrolling that homeowner into our process. And, um, you know, some have been great, others that just were not able to do it. We w made it possible for our reps to go out and take external measurements only, not going into the home, um, but doing the best we can and taking measurements prior to that regularly scheduled appointment. And then at that appointment, you know, encouraging our reps to set up a virtual studio. So mm -hmm. we ordered banners for everyone so that their backdrop wasn't a bed or wasn't, you know, <laughs> something that they shouldn't be looking at yeah, and yeah. making it very professional. So um, purchase the backdrops for each of the reps. You know, they have their desk set up and so proud of my team um, because you would see some of them had tape on their desks of where they need to set up a clamp <laughs> demonstration yeah. and where their computer would need to be so that, you know, you could be looking into the computer, you know, all those mm -hmm. things again that we take for granted. So, um, each one had to have, you know, obviously role play with myself and Kathy Anderson, and they had to be like certified before they can run their own virtual appointments. But now it's the new norm. Uh, mm -hmm. We had many success stories with first call closes or the need to be able to follow up because everybody has kind of sort of transitioned into a virtual appointment opportunity. Yeah, that's really, and one thing that I'm hearing from a lot of other home improvement companies is that this is something that they're going to continue to utilize even after COVID um, because it just presents another opportunity for homeowners to connect. It does. And I think it's here to stay and, and we welcome that because we're going to be prepared and ready. And of course, we want to be in the home because the eye buys and it's really a show and tell. But at the same time, you can have that same kind of enthusiasm and same kind of structure over computers. You know, we're, yeah. we're you know, we're technology savvy or we're supposed to be. <laughs> no, one thing I did want to circle back on that I thought was really interesting is that so your sales reps are basically in this new role where homeowners are having to take measurements and things. So your, your sales reps are almost coaching homeowners on like it, like installation basically. So taking measurements proper um, and things like that. So how did that come about? And when you're training these reps and I'd love to hear just kind of your, your insights there. Well, obviously we've had to put together a couple documents. We received again, some information from uh, PD 
PSN from corporate that aided us in this effort. Not only did they provide us a, but they also provided a video that we could send on to the homeowner. So mm -hmm. educating a homeowner, if it's on the inside, you're taking drywall to drywall. If it's on the exterior, it's frame edge to frame edge and let us take care of the rest. Um, for the most part, we really haven't had any pushback. The only time that we have are those who are just interested in getting a price only. And when they learn that they have to have some part in this and actually do something with us, it's really going to cut those out. They're, yeah. You know, they're not as interested in meeting with us and um, which, you know, you're going to have them all. I mean, right. and honestly, I think through retail, um, one of the other things about having a virtual appointment uh, opportunity, it, it is also kind of brought in homeowners who are in need of service or a lead that may really need to be rerouted to trade. And so um, we're we're on top of all that, and we, uh, for the most part, because nationwide everybody has not gone to a virtual format. We've still had the in-home tag on our website for when homeowners go on to make an appointment. So we have spent a considerable amount of time calling those homeowners in advance and switching them to virtual. For the most part, everybody's been very much willing to do so. Gotcha. Really interesting. Um, kind of switching gears, and I'd, I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit um, into the messaging you're using with these customers. So um, I, know, I know as a Hatch user, um, you're sending out campaigns built around virtual appointments and, and things like that. Um, I'd love to hear just kind of your approach there and, and how that's been effective for you or um, you know, anything along those lines. Well, absolutely. You know, fortunately, uh, Salesforce, we had a, a CRM Salesforce integration at the same time on or about uh, March 16 is when we switched over from our ACRM to Salesforce. And yeah. so it all happened at the crazy same timing. time, which, you know, <laughs> crazy timing. Um, but in doing so, it took a little bit of time to get Hatch connected. Um, mm -hmm. messaging. I love Hatch. I, I'm a, a poster child for Hatch because <laughs> I was once in the field selling and I just look at Hatch as an opportunity to just recapture some of those homeowners that are some sometimes missed or they just have to take their time. And if you don't have your reps that are, are impeccable with their follow-up skills, it's just another avenue that we can touch that homeowner and re-excite them about their purchase. Amazing. And one of the really interesting use cases that you're using Hatch with is actually in your sales coaching process, right? So you're you're able to have visibility in these conversations. And um, how has that really affected your your coaching? You know, that's it, it's it's been wonderful because I'm able to take a look at Hatch and go in every single day. Uh, we have a campaign that's a 24-hour follow-up campaign. And that's been very useful because it's told me, um, it's given me an opportunity to call those homeowners and ask them if the tools are being used and if the process is being followed and what else might they need to make an informed decision. So if I see some areas that are in need of improvement, obviously during my one weekly one-on-ones, which I have with my reps, I'm able to kind of go back and just kind of say, this is what I'm seeing through Hatch. Sort of coach them 
if they don't have great follow-up skills. If a homeowner is trying to re-engage with us through Hatch, why are they re-engaging through Hatch and not calling that sales rep directly? And mm -hmm. that's a coaching opportunity because even if the sales rep were to tell me, oh, well, I gave them my business card. Well, you know, we can lose business cards and we want to be memorable in the home. And okay. so I've had the opportunity to take those homeowners through Hatch, um, use it as a learning opportunity for the sales rep, give it back to them, but let them know the next time I could give it to another rep if I mm -hmm. see that they're not going to have great follow-up skills. Cool. So one more thing um, I wanted to address was you, you have a really interesting um, concept of Dan Maroney was a former sales rep in Chicago. And I know we've talked about this and we have a blog on this, um, but the, the, the interesting thing is, is hiring him in a semi-retired because he's a wealth of knowledge. He was a very successful rep in Chicago um, and leveraging his knowledge and skills as a rehash manager, which is, kind of a game changer for, for the industry. And I'd, I'd love to hear just kind of how that came, al came along, how you met Dan and um, kind of settled into this role. So, you know, with Dan coming on board, we wanted um, an opportunity for him to be able to run appointments for us in a time that we were short staffed. Um, Dan did not want to work full time. Um, and we quickly got enough sales team members on board to really push for a full-time schedule. So I looked at Dan as an opportunity to switch him over to Hatch, given mm -hmm. that he has a huge amount of knowledge. And what a great opportunity for him to keep his hands in Pella, right? Mm -hmm. He has 15 years of experience. He knows how to communicate uh, with homeowners. He uh, was a, you know, personal lead gen maniac himself. So it was a very easy transfer into this position. So um, I looked at it as eight to 10 hours a week where he can check in to hatch in the morning and possibly in the afternoon, uh, take on a few hours of, of Pella work and really, you know, be a part of the process from beginning to end. That's amazing. Um, and that's a great segue too into, um, so Hatch is a tool that you're leveraging right now um, in COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID. Um, I know that you started with Hatch, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a single rep. And then now you're starting to expand more into the rest of your sales department with the tool. Well, we've, we've always had Hatch for Salt Lake and Phoenix and Tucson. Mm -hmm. And so having moving Dan into that position uh, was great for me because I was doing it. So because it does require at least eight to 10 hours a week, I found that I was working Hatch between 8 p.m. and midnight every day. <laughs> and I love Hatch for that because you could do a lot at night and, you know, make your text messages assigned to go out the next morning during a certain time frame or during a time that you knew I knew that I could block my calendar and kind of be available to start and kind of nurture those conversations through Hatch. Um, but because I was overseeing all of Salt Lake, Phoenix and Tucson, I found that I was working 16 hours a day and just really need someone needed someone who could work that as a job. 
Gotcha. Okay. Um, very cool. As a hatch user yourself, and uh, it sounds like you put a lot of hours into using the product, so I can't imagine anyone else has better, you know, insights into the tool. I'd love to hear like how 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 you're leveraging it, how it's working out for you, um, and just what you think of the product. Oh, I love Hatch. I, you know, it, it really does need to be a reward system and not a punishment, in my personal mm -hmm. opinion. Um, we pay reps 3% less for any leads that, that Dan resurrects from the dead <laughs> and brings them to an appointment and to a sale. And in my personal opinion, uh, that commission is better than no commission. So for the sales reps, I think the sales reps have also looked at it in a positive way because knowing that those appointments are not really uh, attached to RTA, uh, it's an opportunity for them to increase their close ratio with a win. So they really do want to sell them, um, knowing that if they are working with that lead and they do have notes set up and they are following up, they're getting a full commission. It's something that Dan is bringing from a couple years ago or a canceled lead. Um, again, no, some commission is better than no commission. So mm -hmm. um, it's a win-win. We really do look at it as a win-win. Um, I think it's great for managers, for myself and for Kathy to be able to follow up on uh, the, the conversations that come through after you know our 24-hour call campaign. Um, mm -hmm. It gives us an opportunity to also kind of negotiate with those homeowners. And you have to kind of be feisty on hat. You have to be yeah. willing to kind of put yourself out there when they said, you know, is it cost? Well, well what do you mean? Was it cost? Yeah. Right. And get them to kind of open up. So we've had a couple people assigned uh, in Dan's position that really didn't have the oomph or the charisma yeah. to be able to kind of work those leads to a place where you're selling yourself through hatch too. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uncovering those objections is, is a really big thing and it's much easier to do it at 8 PM at night when they're texting and yeah, there's not much else going on. As long as you don't hit that text message at 11 p.m. and go, oh, I just sent it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've only well, done that once or twice, but I think that was under Miles' name. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. I that's really all the questions I had. Thank you so much for joining again. Um, I this was amazing. Really good insights, and um, definitely want to have you on again in the future. And um, hope hope quarantine's going well, and definitely stay in touch. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity.